just adore Him. Kneel down before Him. Worship and adore Him. Let's adore Him, kneel down before Him, worship and adore Him. You Welcome, welcome everybody to Solomon's Temple, Christian Ministries, Church of God in Christ. I am your man, Pastor Brian McCrory Sr. I give honor to the Spirit of Christ and I thank God for each and every one of you for deciding to log in tonight and join with us here on these platforms. Facebook, we welcome you. YouTube, we welcome you. Periscope, we welcome you. Welcome, welcome, Sister Keita Patrick. Welcome, Mother. Welcome, Mom. Welcome, Sister Coretta. Everybody, come on, holler at me if you're in there. I thank God for you. I want to know that you are here worshiping with us, and God's got a lesson for us tonight. But let's go before the throne of grace in the name of Jesus. Father God, we 
first of all, humble ourselves under your mighty hand tonight. Father God, in the name of Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, uh, we come together tonight to uh, once again establish our legal right and our dominion, the dominion that you gave us in the very beginning, in the book of Genesis, you gave us dominion. We established that dominion over this platform, over this region, over our community, oh God. We take it now. You, in the name of Jesus, we accept it. We command that it be ours. We exercise our jurisdictional authority. God, you said in the book of Daniel that you are the great and dreadful God. So Lord, we appeal to you tonight, the God who said in 2 Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. We appeal to you, to that God tonight, to the God who said, if I shut up heaven, that there be no rain. If I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence amongst my people, you said, if my people who are called by my name. We are talking to that God. We are those people. We are the ones who are humbling ourselves according to your mighty hand, oh God. We're humbling ourselves and we're praying tonight. We're seeking your face tonight. We're turning tonight so that you can hear from heaven, forgive every sin, oh God, and heal this land. Lord, we speak healing into this land tonight. Father God, we believe that your eyes are open and that your ears will attend unto our prayer tonight that is made in this place. For we know that you have chosen and you have sanctified this house, oh God, that your name may be here forever, oh God. So Lord, we believe that you are here. We believe that your heart is perpetually here, oh God. And because of that, we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto you, oh God. Take over in this moment, take over in this setting, take over now, oh God. Give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And Father, if you do this, we'll be so careful to give you the glory, to give you the honor, and to give you the praise in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody, right from where you are, give him praise. Right from where you are, give him glory. Right from where you are, magnify him. Right from where you are, lift up the name of Jesus. He said, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Listen, I believe that there is drawing power at the name of Jesus. I want you to lift up his name tonight, right from where you are, wherever you might be. Listen, make somebody uncomfortable tonight by lifting up the name of Jesus. You're either going to pull them in or you're going to drive them away because his name has drawing power. They have to refuse the draw. Come on, somebody. Just like you got to agree or disagree, you have to accept or refuse the vaccine. His name has drawing power and you have to refuse it if you don't want it. Somebody just lift him up and celebrate him tonight with me. I believe that God has a blessing. We command the blessings of the Lord to be available and active 
in this space. And you can receive it by just saying, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I bless you tonight. Praise the Lord, everybody. I believe that this is my first opportunity to speak to my Bible study family uh, in this year. So happy new year to the Bible study family of Solomon's Temple. Welcome once again to this setting. We're going to get into this thing. We're going to get right back to where we left off. Listen, I believe that we're still working through the end of Genesis. Uh, you all have been with me and I thank God for your endurance I thank God for your consistency. I'm just grateful to God to have a people who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness sake. And you want to get that through the teaching of the word of God. Uh, I'm excited. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I thank God for being here. I thank God for bringing us through the holiday season. Uh, we are in it and we're driving. We're pushing forward in this year. I believe that God is going to do something that we have not seen before. I believe that God is going to do something that we have not seen before. Listen, if the the country can behave in a way that those of us that are living have not seen before, I believe God will also behave in a way unlike anything we've ever seen. I wish somebody would grab a hold of that right now because we're talking about a level of crazy that my generation has never seen before. But I believe that while we see that, listen, the same God that allows that to happen is the same God that's going to show us his power and his might. And he's going to show us things that we have not seen before. You ought to receive that into your Holy Ghost field body right now in the name of Jesus. And if you don't have the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that you can tarry for the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what he said? Tarry ye here until you be endued with power from on high. So we can have another conversation about the power of the Holy Ghost. But I am excited. I know I got to slow down, but I tell y'all when this thing gets in you, Jeremiah said, it's like fire shut up in my bones. And even though I try to contain it, I just can't. I can't help myself. I'm excited about the things of God. I'm excited about not only what he's doing uh, in our midst, but I'm excited about what he's doing through you. Amen. I believe that 2020 was a year that a lot of things happened to us. Listen to me. 2020 was a year that a lot of things happened to us. But God says 2021 is the year that a lot of things will happen through you. Ah, you're both shaking. You need to get that in your spirit tonight, that 2020 was a year that a lot of things happened to you. But 2021, God says, I'm going to do things through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020 was getting you prepared. A lot of things happened to you. He said, you shall suffer uh, for righteousness sake. But all of the people of God that went through things that had some things happen to you in 2020, God says, I'm getting ready to do some works through you in 2021. 2020 was your preparation ground for what God is getting ready to do through you in 2021. I believe that God was just getting us ready. We had to learn how to overcome obstacles. We had to learn how to press our way through. We had to learn that in spite of what might be going on, in spite of sheltering in place, in spite of what was going on politically, we had to continue to fight. And what God said is now that you've learned how to fight, now that you've learned how to carry on, now I can move through you. I wish I could get somebody to get excited with me tonight. The Lord is already talking. I know we got to get to this Bible study, but I believe that when the Lord begins to speak into somebody needed this tonight, somebody needed this tonight. Listen, I'm excited. Uh, I have been surrounded. I'm shifting right now. I'm shifting. I, and this is to the parents, to the parents 
of graduating seniors to the parents of graduating seniors. And I give honor to my help me, my lady, First Lady McCrory. God bless you. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for praying on my behalf. Amen. Ain't nothing like having a woman of God that prays for you. Amen. God bless you, Deacon Rollins. Good to see you on here tonight. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, to every parent and, and share this with the people that you know that have children that are on the brink of graduation, children that are on the brink of graduation, be it high school or college, those that have children that are on the brink of graduation, God has a word, God has a word, and God gave me this early this morning on another platform. I got this and God said, I want you to reserve that. I want you to hold it, keep it, and share it again tonight. Uh, for those of you that have uh, young people that are getting ready to graduate, they're getting ready to step into a new season. They're going to another level. Amen. Uh, the Lord says to teach them what it is to be proactive. God says, teach them what it is to be proactive. Teach them that being proactive is, is more than just taking the initiative. I'm going to get to get to the scripture tonight. Uh, the Lord says for everyone that has young people that are stepping, they're stepping through a graduation. They're celebrating an accomplishment, but they're just getting ready for the next accomplishment. And what I mean by that is I am excited because I'm surrounded by young people that have been accepted to the higher level of education. I've got folks testifying about college acceptance letters. I mean, we, we, are, we are engulfed with acceptance. Listen, we, our young people, our gen, this next generation of young people, the Lord says there's so much favor, we are engulfed with acceptance. There is acceptance letter after acceptance letter, scholarship after scholarship. And we that that's what we're dealing with. You know you're in the right lane. You know you're in the right village when all the young people have acceptance letters that are coming out of everywhere from every direction, Morehouse and Alabama and Howard and Spelman. And I mean, there, it, we've got letters from everywhere. Our young people, and I commend the parents, but the message is in this season, the Lord says, teach them what it is to be proactive. Proactive is not just taking initiative. It's not just taking initiative. Proactive is accepting responsibility for your own behavior. That's either your past your present or your future. You have got to make choices. Listen to me now. Listen, this is the message for this next generation. Those that are graduating and get ready to take their next step, right? Uh, the Lord says, you've got to get to a space in time where you make decisions based on principles and values as opposed to moods and circumstances. Let me say that one more time. The Lord says, I want you to teach them how to be proactive, but help them understand that being proactive is more than just taking the initiative. It is the responsibility it is the responsibility for their own behavior, whether it be past, present, or future. They have got to be responsible and they've got to make their choices based on principles 
and values and not moods or circumstances. The Lord says that you're going to be presented with a whole lot of options, but don't make a decision based on a temporary mood or a temporary circumstance. That's what the Lord says. You've got to go into a thing with the outcome in mind. Ah, bullshit. Listen, God says, I want you to go into a thing. And this is what we have to tell our young people in this season, because they're getting ready to be exposed to a larger, broader world. And the Lord says they have to go into every situation with an outcome expectation. Yes, go into every situation with an outcome expectation. I think I'm going to leave it right there tonight. I, I just want, I, I wish I had a special moment, and maybe we need to do that, uh, Solomon's Temple admin team, maybe we need to do that, uh, put some time aside for the young people, but I wanted to speak to the parents tonight. I wanted to let you know that it was on my heart uh, this morning to say those words to you tonight. All right, now open up your books, open up your Bibles to the book of Genesis chapter 48. Genesis chapter 48, Genesis chapter 48. Genesis chapter 48. Uh, and we're, we're playing, a, we're not playing catch up, but uh, maybe what we can do is uh, remember where we left off, right? So uh, the last time I believe that I was before you all, we were in Genesis 47. Genesis 47, that's where we dealt with the uh, the economics, the divine economics, right? Genesis 47 is when uh, uh, Jacob, Israel, Joseph's father meets Pharaoh and uh, he's given a permission to dwell in Goshen, right? We talked about that, right? Um, uh, they were given the, the opportunity to pick the best of what Pharaoh had to offer. We talked about the favor of God and God wants you to have his best, right? And Joseph is managing the food distribution uh, for Pharaoh and, and you know, they established the great wealth uh, because people sold everything to get the food, right? Uh, and, and so Jacob makes Joseph, at the end of 47, Jacob makes Joseph swear to him that when he dies, that they will take his body back with them to Canaan. Y'all remember that? I just want to catch all up. So we want to jump into chapter 48. Remember 47, as a matter of fact, the last verse in Genesis 47, verse 31, he says, swear unto me and he swear unto him. This is Jacob or Israel talking to his son, Joseph, uh, swear unto me and he swear unto him and Israel bowed himself upon the bed's head. Israel bowed himself upon the bed's head. And so tonight in chapter 48, I want to deal with Jacob blessing the sons of Joseph, hence the title tonight, Bless My Babies. And that's why I wanted to say something to the parents of the young people that are going to another level. Uh, Lord, bless my 
babies. And God says, I will bless them because I have blessed you to put into them exactly what they needed. The favor of God. Remember, we talked about this the last time that we were together. The favor of God is on the ecosystem. God's favor is on the network. God's favor is on the village. Amen. And so your children are blessed because you're training them up in the way that they should go so that when they're old, they won't depart from it. So God, they are all, they have to accept the fact that they are all ready, blessed. What they need to do is walk in their blessing. But 48 here, uh, Jacob blesses the sons of Joseph, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And we're going to get into the scripture uh, tonight because uh, these two particular sons are considered as sons of Jacob. And I want to be able to, to unfold that, right? Uh, if, if you notice, uh, when we talk about the, the 12 tribes of Israel, aka Jacob, we, we, and those are based on his, his son's names. We don't find a tribe named Joseph. Am I right about it? Do your history, do, do your research, people of God. Uh, the, it, when we talk about the, the 12 tribes of Israel, there is no none of the tribes called Joseph, but there is Ephraim and Manasseh, right? So Jacob blesses the younger son, Ephraim, with the blessing uh, which normally goes to the older son. This is what I want to to try and I want to attempt to to get into tonight. Are y'all ready? If, if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Y'all got to get with me tonight. I need some feedback. I need some something. Tell me something so that I know that I still have your attention. If I need to go a little deeper in my summary, let me know that. But I just want you to know what's coming in Genesis 48. We're going to read. Uh, some of these passages. I'm going to read uh, the first four verses. I need you all to open up your Bible. I'm going to be reading in King James. The title of this lesson tonight is Bless My Babies. Lord, bless my babies, because there's a blessing to the sons of Joseph. So, uh, and, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So let's let's get into the scripture. You ready? Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. You ready? Uh, so let's get to uh, chapter 48. Uh, and I want to read the, the first few verses uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. And it came to pass, verse one, after these things. So remember, the last thing that was said in, in, verse, in chapter 47 is that Jacob bowed himself upon the bed's head. He bowed himself upon the bed's head. Now it came to pass after these things, Joseph was told, your father is sick. And he took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. And then Jacob was told. So remember, Joseph was told that his father was sick. He took with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Then Jacob is told, behold, your son Joseph is coming and Israel strengthened himself and sat up on the bed. Now, verse 31 of chapter 47 says that he bowed himself upon the bed's head. So he laid down. And when he found out that Joseph was coming, 
with Manasseh and Ephraim, the Bible says that he strengthened himself and sat up. And then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me and said unto me, behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and I will make of thee a multitude of people and will give this land to thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. So what has transpired? God, so, so now Jacob is telling his son what God did. God appeared to me at Luz. And you, if you remember, Luz is another name for Bethel. Luz is another name for Bethel. Right? And, and Bethel is where Jacob first met God. If you if you recall, is where Jacob first met God. All right. Uh, now God told Jacob at Bethel what God was going to do in and through him. Now God telling Jacob at Bethel, uh, "Behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you," uh, is consistent with what God said to Abraham back in Genesis 17. If you, if you look back at Genesis chapter 17, you'll know that God began to talk when, when Abraham was like uh, 90 years old, 99 years old, I think he was, and God appeared to Abram, right? Before his name changed to Abraham, told him, I'm the almighty God. Uh, you know, he said, uh, walk before me, be perfect. And I will, and God, this is where God told him I was going to establish, he was going to establish his covenant with uh, Abraham. I feel like I have to sneeze y'all, forgive me, I'm sorry. Um, God, that's where God established his covenant with Abram. And he said, I'm going to multiply you exceedingly. This is what God said in Genesis chapter 17 in his conversation with Abram, right? And then uh, the Bible says Abram fell on his face. So here, Jacob's messaging to Joseph is the same message that God gave Abram in Genesis 17. Now, this message, when, when Jacob tells Joseph that uh, God spoke to him uh, in, in Luz or at Bethel, this is in Genesis 28. Genesis 28. All right. Uh, when he said God, uh, uh, 28 and 13. Matter of fact, I'll get there real quick for those of you that we're not with us. We're not with us. Let's go back to uh, Genesis 28 and I think it's 13. 28 and 13. Yes. Uh, it says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father and the God of Isaac, and the land whereon thou liest to thee, I will give it and to thy seed, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So here in 28, God is giving Jacob the message that he gave to Abram 
in 17. Now, Abram, and this is what I need you to get out of this tonight. Uh, I, I gave you all a message. I gave parents a message to give to your children. I pray that you receive the message, not only that you receive the message, but you that you present the message to your children as I presented the message to you. Why do I say that? I say that because Abraham was careful to pass down the exact words that God gave him through the covenant with him to the inheritors of the covenant. Watch this. The way that your children will be blessed is if you give them what the Lord gave you. Paul said, for I have received of the Lord that which I have given unto you. Paul also said, I have given to you that which also I have received, how the Lord Jesus, right? So what I'm saying to you, it's not just that we talk to our children, but we have to give our children what God gave us. The blessing is in the consistency of the message. The way that the covenant is established, that the covenant maintains its strength by you keeping the covenant with God and that you give the covenant, you pass it down to the next generation. So Abraham was careful to pass down the words that God gave him to the inheritors of the covenant. You don't want to mix words. Don't add to, don't take away. Why? Because people will abuse the word of the Lord. Watch this now. So, so Abraham was careful to give it to the inheritors, right? This is what gives you confidence. The What gives your children confidence is that you know what you're talking about when you give it to them. You have had to have lived something so that when you talk to them, you are testifying to them of the goodness of the Lord. The way that they overcome is by what? The blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. Anything you say can and will be used against you. I wish I could get someone to shout glory. Lord, I thank you for keeping the word right in my heart, keeping the word right in my mouth so that when I speak a word, I speak what's effective and I give them exactly what the Lord has given me. Amen. It's important that we give them what God has given us. All right. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. I pray that you all got that. I haven't seen a comment in a minute. Maybe you all are writing. The last thing I see is I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So if you got that, say, I got it. I got it. Keep the word. Keep the word. Keep the word. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. All right. Let's move on. So Genesis, Genesis 48 and verse 5 says, get with me. Uh, Genesis 48. We're going to read verse 5 and verse 6. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. Listen, listen to this now. Let me let me read that again. 32 minutes. All right. And now thy two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt, before I came unto thee into Egypt, are mine. They're mine. So Jacob has just adopted Joseph's sons. I, that, I hope somebody said, what? What do you mean they're mine? Watch this. Uh, 
as Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. So now Jacob or Israel is telling Joseph, I, th these two sons that you brought to me are, are mine. They now belong to me just as my two sons, Simeon and Reuben are mine. E uh, Ephraim and Manasseh are mine. So he has taken Joseph's sons. Reuben and Simeon were the first and second born of Jacob, of Israel. So Jacob receives the two sons of Joseph as adopted sons, right? Uh, into his family at the highest level as if they were the first and second born. Listen to me now. The wonderful part about God, the wonderful part about being obedient to God, See, you got to look at where uh, Ephraim and Manasseh are in Joseph's lineage and realize they have just been given an elevation. I, I want someone to understand tonight. God says, I want to give your children a generational elevation. God says what should have been distributed to the generation before them, I have reserved for them and I'm lifting them up now. Help me, Holy Ghost. So, so listen, somebody ought to receive that tonight. Somebody ought to receive that because somebody might get mad for, you know, me and my mom, my mom is on here. Uh, and and, and uh, sometimes, I, and, and mom, I have to apologize to you for this, what I'm getting ready to say. Uh, my mother is a grandmother. She's also a great grandmother. And, and, and sometimes my mother looks at my grandchildren and calls them her grandchildren. Say amen on here, mom, if you got it. Tell them I'm telling the truth. And I have reminded my mother, I said, mom, those are your great-grandchildren, not your grandchildren. And I said, it's important that you remember that they're your great-grandchildren because I don't want you to rob me of my grand status. Listen, listen, and, and what this tells me, what this tells me is we better be careful about somebody adopting our children because there might be a blessing in the adoption that God has planned for you and you getting all in your feelings and everything. Be careful of who adopts your children because God might be trying to elevate them and give them a blessing that the person who's adopting them could not give to their own children. Y'all both say, listen, I, I need you all to understand that we have got to have our ears attent. We've got to be open and able to receive when God is speaking, when the spirit of the Lord is in the elevation process. So Jacob says that they shall be mine as Reuben and Simeon were mine. But watch this, they're, they're, they're looked at, I, I believe, if, if, if I if I receive this properly, I believe that Manasseh and Ephraim are replacements for Reuben and Simeon because Reuben and Simeon's behavior back in Genesis 34 disqualified them from the position of status and leadership in Israel's family.
If you go back and look at Genesis chapter 34, you'll see the challenges and you'll see what Reuben and what Reuben and Simeon's mistake was. And I believe that what God was doing was he was allowing Jacob to still have the ability to be a blessing to his first and second born son, but he needed somebody to stand in the stead. And listen, God says, it's time for you to stand in the stead and get the blessing that was meant for somebody else. So he says, they shall be mine. They shall be mine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, so, so Jacob's adoption, Lord have mercy on this clock tonight. Uh, they shall be mine. So, so Jacob's adoption, I need a drink of water, forgive me, y'all. Jacob's adoption of Manasseh and Ephraim, uh, and this is what I meant earlier, it, this, is the, uh, this is the reason there are 12 tribes listed in, and, and sometimes they're listed in different combinations. If you look at the Bible, if you look at the scripture, sometimes the 12 tribes are listed in different combinations because of this adoption, right? So when you think about it, think about it now. Because of this adoption, there's actually uh, there there's there are thirteen sons of Israel, right? Uh, the twelve were born, but Joseph was divided into two tribes. Let me say that for the people in the back who don't understand, because this math gets a little tricky. We know that there are 12 tribes of Israel. Everybody knows that. 12 is a significant number in scripture. But sometimes they're listed in different combinations because of this adoption. There's actually 13 sons of Israel because you have the 12 that were born, but Joseph was divided into two tribes. If that came out right, I pray y'all get that. Just say, I got it. I got it. So as the tribes are listed through the Old Testament, they can be, uh, they can be juggled, but, but still remain 12 tribes. Go look at it. Go let this, the Bible is something else. So there are, there are more than 20 ways that you can list the tribes in the Old Testament, right? So I, I need you to understand this, and I did some research on this. If you look, the, the, the number 12 is, is, is significant, but it's significant in, in a sense that it's always relating to, to government or, or administration in the eyes of God, right? 12 tribes, 12 apostles, uh, 12 princes of Ishmael, right? Uh, 12 pillars on on Moses altar 12 stones on the high priest breastplate uh Elisha's altar 12 stones in Elisha's altar uh 12 months in a year 12 hours in a day right 12 Ephesian men uh filled with the holy ghost right uh 12 is significant in the scripture. So we know that there's a significance to the number of 12. So so I'm going to pause right there because I don't want to get into, into the numbers and all of that. Uh, but I thank God that you, if you receive that, say I receive it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Right. So. Uh, so now we, we fast forward to. 
six, and thy issue, which thou begettest after them shall be thine. This is verse six and shall be called after the name of their brethren in their inheritance. So he's including them in the inheritance. Uh, verse seven, uh, and as for me, when I came from Padan, Rachel died by me in the land of Canaan, in the way when yet there was about a little way to come unto Ephrath. In other words, she didn't make it all the way. And I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, which is, which is Bethlehem. Right. So Rachel died on the way. Uh, and so now if you look in, and so basically verses uh, eight through 12, uh, Jacob is calling for Joseph's sons so that he can bless them. He's calling for the sons so that he can bless them. And I'm trying to rush because I'm, I'm running out of time. So let's look at uh, chapter 48, verses eight through 12. And we're going to try to close out with the blessing. Verses eight through 12, we're going to close out with the blessing. Verse eight, and Israel beheld Joseph's sons, and he, he said, he asked, who are these? And Joseph said unto his father, they are my sons, with whom God has given me in this place. And he said, bring them, I pray thee unto me, and I will bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were dim for age. His eyes, he was, his, he was going blind, right? Uh, so that he could not see. And he brought them near unto him and he kissed them and embraced them. And Israel said unto Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face. Let me say that one more time. And Israel said to Joseph, I had not thought to see thy face. Colon. So that statement stands all by itself. I had not thought to see thy face and lo, God has shown me also thy seed. In other words, he was saying, I never thought I was going to see you again, but God blessed me so much that not only do I see you, I get to see your sons. So Joseph brought them out from between his knees, and he bowed himself with his face to the earth. Amen. So Joseph bows down with his face to the earth. Now you got to realize Joseph had lived his life as a high official. Remember, Joseph was second in command in Egypt. Am I right about it? So Joseph had status many years and had no contact with his father during that time. But Joseph still remembered to give respect to his daddy. He still reverenced his father, right? And, and I love this because it's a reminder to our young people that it does not matter. Remember what I said about being proactive and about how you make decisions right? Because there will be many promotions in your life, but don't forget where you come from. And even to some of us grown folks, let us not forget where we come from. Some of us have parents who are old in age. Come on, somebody. And, and, and they care for us. They loved us all through the years. And, and some of us carry great status. We've got great careers, but we forget who put the band-aids on you. 
We forget who cooked that soup when you weren't feeling well. We forget who was at all those baseball games. We forget who was out there while you were cheerleading. We forget all of those things. Joseph never lost sight of who his father was, and he always gave him the proper reverence. Amen. So I, I, I'm. So let's 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 um. Do we have time? Can we take five more minutes? We'll take we'll take five more minutes and try to get through uh, verse 13 and 14. OK. And Joseph took them both Ephraim in his right hand toward Israel's left hand and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand, which means they were standing in front of each other. So Joseph had one in his right hand going towards his father's left hand. He had one in his left hand going towards his father's right hand. Now this, now watch this, watch this. Uh, Joseph took them both Ephraim in his right hand towards Israel's left hand and Manasseh in his left hand towards Israel's right hand and brought them near him. And Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim. Now, let me go back and say this one more time. Joseph took Ephraim in his right hand and he put it towards Israel's left hand. Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim. Joseph had Ephraim towards Israel's left hand, but uh, Ephraim, I mean, uh, Joseph had Ephraim in his right hand and put towards Israel's left hand, but Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on Ephraim's head. So Joseph intended for his father to lay his left hand on Ephraim's head, but his father crossed over and put his right hand on Ephraim's head, who was the younger. Okay. And he put his left hand on Manasseh's head, who was the older guiding his hands wittingly for Manasseh was the firstborn. So Joseph had intended for Ephraim to bless them. I mean, Joseph had intended for his father, Israel, to bless them one way, but his father blessed them the opposite. Joseph wanted the older to be blessed with the right hand. Joseph wanted the younger to be blessed with the left hand. His father took his right hand and put it on the younger son and took his left hand and put it on the older son. It was customary for the right hand to be given, the right hand blessing to be given to the older son and the left hand blessing to be given to the younger son. Joseph tried to do that and his father did something different. Why did he do that? Let's find out. And he blessed Joseph and said, God, before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac did walk the God which fed me all my life unto this day. The angel which redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads and let my name be named on them and let the name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, and let them grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. And when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. It, how many of us uh, remember when we always try to correct our parents, thinking that they didn't know what they were doing? They hadn't got too old. Huh? I, about an hour ago, I was struggling trying to help my mother send an email long distance. <laughs> and, and, and I wasn't trying to be short, but I was trying to. I said, Mom, you can't even send an email. That's a whole nother story. So it displeased him and he held up his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head unto Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, not so my father, 
for this is the firstborn. Put thy right hand upon his head. Now, we just talked about Joseph giving reference to his father, the love and respect to his father. And right after that, he's trying to correct his father. And his father refused, verse 19, and said, I know it, my son, I know it. He shall also become a people and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he and his seed shall become a multitude of nations. People of God, I want to stop right there and let you know what your plans are for your children may not necessarily be the ordained God-given plan for their life. Don't be mad at your children if things don't happen in order. Don't get frustrated if your oldest is a late bloomer. I, listen, I, I want you all to know that in these passages of scripture, we realize that God's plan goes well beyond our plan. Come on, somebody, because his thoughts are not our thoughts, neither his ways, our ways. And so here you have a situation where Joseph, the son of Israel, is trying to get his father to do something. And he thinks that his father's not thinking right. He thinks that his father can't see right. How many of you all know that you might be lacking in natural vision, but that has no impact on the spiritual vision that God has given you? Somebody ought to get excited right now. I may not see with my natural eyes, but I tell you what, I wear glasses, but I can see in the spirit my 2020 is good in the spirit. It may not be 2020 in the natural, but I declare and decree I can see the things of God. So, so this is a lesson for us tonight. All we want to do is have the Lord bless our babies. But what you got to realize is God's going to bless them his way. Let God be God and we will be the children of God but let him do what he is doing. Some of us have got to get out of the way so that our children can be blessed. Come on, somebody, give God glory, give him praise tonight. Somebody ought to shout right from where you are. Lord, bless my babies. Bless my babies. Amen, amen. Bless. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna stop right, I'm not finished, but I'm gonna stop right there tonight uh, because we are uh, well into our time. We've got to shut this thing down. Uh, I believe that uh, God has spoken. That is what I believe. Uh, if you believe that, you ought to just say amen, uh, that God has spoken tonight. You ought to want God to bless your babies. And remember that the established covenant that God has with you has to be passed down to your children. But make sure you give them what God gave you. Give them what God gave you. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Give them what God gave you. Be like Paul who said, I have given you that which was given unto me, how the Lord Jesus. For I have given to you that which was given to me. Give them what God gave you so that they can walk confidently in their covenant with God. And God will bless your babies. And watch this. He may do something that you've never seen before. He is a God of order. He's a God of order. But it's not always numerical. Amen, Jesus. I thank you, God, for having your way. 
I thank you for blessing my babies your way. Because if you bless them your way, they are blessed. Amen. Amen. I'm just glad that I have a covenant and established covenant with God, and I am passing that on to my children. All right. If you're with me, say covenant tonight. Covenant. Covenant. Covenant is key. Give them what God gave you. Give them what God gave you. And don't be frustrated at your children if they're out of numerical order in their behavior and in their successes. God's got them. Be encouraged tonight, people of God. Amen. Teach your children what proactive is. Teach them. It goes well beyond initiative. Amen. All right. We're going to pray. Father in heaven, I thank you tonight for this word. I thank you for giving us a word that we can pass on to our next generation, that we can pass on to our village. And we want to give them what you've given us. And if we do that, we know that you'll get the glory and our village will be blessed. Lord, I thank you for each and every person under the sound of my voice tonight. I thank you for their participation. I pray, Lord, that this word has met them tonight as it has met me in my spirit. I thank you for feeding me first through this word. And then the extension of the benefit goes to those under the sound of my voice. Now, Lord, be with them uh, and keep them in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, beloved, I cannot go without offering salvation to those that may desire it tonight. You might be out there listening and you do not have a relationship with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Well, the, the Bible says that you can have that relationship and all you have to do to begin that walk is to do what the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, the Bible says thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I, my bishop said something last week. He He wanted to make it clear. He said that it's important for people to understand that it's not just saying the words, because a lot of times we say, because you said it, it is. But the Bible declares that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, but you also have to believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You have to believe in your heart that God forgives you of your sins. You have to believe in your heart that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And because he got up, you can get up. But repentance is a changing of your behavior. It's a turning away from your sins and turning to the Lord. So it's not just saying the words. There has to be a change in your heart. And then nobody can ever take that away from you. So let me say that scripture one more time. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That believer is covenant. So bow your head and pray with me. Just say, repeat after me. Dear Lord, please forgive me for all my sins. I believe that Jesus is the son of God 
and that he was crucified and that he died and was buried. But on the third day, God the Father raised him from the dead. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open up my heart. I accept you into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. You be my God and I'll be your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, according to that prayer that you just prayed, you believe that you are saved and don't you dare let anybody tell you different. Welcome to the kingdom, my brother. Welcome to the kingdom, my sister. Know that God loves you and I love you too. Amen. Amen. Listen, uh, people of God, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here 57 minutes in. I want to get out of here before the clock strikes one hour. Uh, listen, you have an opportunity. Uh, remember that this is a season of giving. Remember that to be proactive is also to put seed, to toss seed, scatter seed out in front of you. If you put seed out in front of you in the direction that you're going, you're going to come in direct contact with your harvest. I want you to understand that this ground is good, fertile ground. Solomon's temple is fertile ground. We are a ministry after God's own heart. We teach the word. We're in the word. We're of the word in the name of Jesus. So I think it's on the screen uh, below me. You can give through Cash App or through Givelify. Whatever you do, I want you to understand that God will bless you in doing so. I thank God for every tither. I thank God for that free will offering. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. Amen. I thank God for you. God bless this offering. Bless the tithe. Bless the tither. Give it, Lord God, as such as your riches and glory, and we'll give you honor and praise in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, take us from this setting, but not from your presence. Be with us in our coming and our going until we come together on the next Lord's Day, where all of the people of God can shout with a loud and thunderous voice, I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord. Amen. God bless you. And we'll see you soon.